0: I'm just looking at everyone's face. I'm gonna
1: look away from everyone's
0: face. Do you, do you a need Stella?
2: a minute? Do you need <laughs> do you need to... do, you mean, do we need a minute? <laughs>
0: do we need the we all...
1: <laughs> Welcome to Keep It Fictional, a weekly podcast for book lovers by book lovers. Build your to-be read list with Sadie, Liz, Virginia, Fiona, and Corrine from the Port Moody Public Library. Warning, this podcast contains strong opinions and may cause an increase in your library holds list. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Keep It Fictional book chat and podcast from the Port Moody Public Library. My name is Sadie, and I am very, very excited to be here to talk about something very very exciting. We are here today to talk about summer reading and more specifically we are here today to talk about the library's summer reading club. Now we have a couple different summer reading clubs going on this summer. The ones that we're going to be talking about today is our summer reading club for teens and for adults and we are very very excited to introduce to you today the concept behind the Summer Reading Club, how you can join the Summer Reading Club, all of the fun that you will have in the Summer Reading Club, as well as some of our recommendations, the books that we are going to be starting off our Summer Reading Club with. So on that, I would like to introduce the rest of our team, the rest of my wonderful librarians who will be doing our summer reading with us this year. We have Liz. We have Fiona. Hello, I've Fiona. Got beverage Ooh, me too me as well getting right into the summer theme today (laughs) uh we have virginia hello virginia do you have an ice beverage no i don't
2: do ice beverage it's always going to be hot coffee cold coffee is disgusting
1: Wrong. We are already into a debate. We're only a couple minutes in and we're already into a debate. So Kareen, our, our final librarian, Kareen, do you agree with Virginia or do you think that iced beverages? Um, I,
3: okay. I don't drink coffee, but my summer treat is McDonald's little iced coffees with vanilla. Cause it's so good. It's a perfect summer treat except for the fact that that I'm up until three o'clock in the morning running around my house with every thought in the universe in my head, but it's worth it.
1: How often do you, do you experience the running around till three? I'm like, is it an everyday treat that you get in the summer and you just kind of deal with the uh, aftermath? depends on the weather. It depends on the weather. Right. <laughs> and now Virginia said that you say that's not really coffee. You don't think that counts?
2: No. That Anything with coffee. milk in it is just milk with a hint of coffee. <laughs>
1: Some it's nice disgusting. coffee flavoring.
2: Yeah, I know. Like, you may as well just drink milk.
1: Liz, where do Maybe you fall on, on the, uh, <laughs> Iced beverage versus hot beverage, coffee versus not. I can appreciate
4: both. Like, I feel like you got to be flexible and just, uh, you know, do what, what
1: the mood uh, tasks you to do. Yes, I'm also not a coffee drinker, but I am a huge fan of iced chai. One of my all-time favorite drinks, and I usually make my own, so I just take my loose leaf chai tea, brew it into a mason jar, and put it in the fridge, and then you just add a little bit of honey when you brew it, and add some milk to it. Well, we are already just a few minutes in and had our first very <laughs> lively debate on the topic of summer beverages. Where do you fall on summer beverages? Do you do you think that ice beverages are the way to go in the summer? Um, I know that my dad, was very big into the study that came out where it tells you that drinking hot beverages in the summer will actually cool you down because it makes you sweat more. So he was very much into drinking hot beverages in the summer because of that. I think he heard it on CBC somewhere, um, which if it's on CBC, it's true, no matter what, 100%. (laughs) So many different ideas going around about that. But we are not here to talk about Ice beverages, or coffee. We are here to talk about books and reading, which is one of our favorite things to talk about. So with that, can I get a drum roll? And we're going to introduce our summer reading club game board. Here we go. Da, 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 da. So here we have our summer reading club for adults and teens. It is the adult and teen summer reading club. So many books, so little crime. Hmm, what do we think our summer reading club is going to be focusing on this year? It is going to bring us to the mystery mansion. Now this mystery mansion might look like it uh, is, familiar to you, but it's not. Um, it is uh, never-before-seen mystery mansion game board. But not all is well at the mystery mansion. Something has gone missing. A very rare book has been stolen from our mystery mansion, but we don't know what book it is. We don't know how it was taken, and we don't know who took it. So this year, for your summer reading club, you are going to help us solve this mystery with your reading. So as you will notice, there are many different rooms as part of our game board. We have eight different rooms. We have the living room, the kitchen, the home office, the library, the bedroom, the games room, the laboratory, and the garden. So when you start your summer reading club, you can pick any of the rooms to start in. It does not matter which room you start in. And each room will have a variety of different challenges. So for our bedroom, you can read a book for 15 minutes at bedtime every day this week, you can read something relaxing and delightful, or you can read a short story collection or a novella. So as you go through the different rooms, you can pick which of those challenges you would like to complete. You'll pick your book, you will do the reading. Once you have done that, you will notice that there is a scratch circle. So next to each room, there will be a scratch circle. Once you have done your reading challenge, you can scratch that off and it will reveal a clue. And this clue is going to help you solve the mystery. So along with our game board, you are going to pick up an instruction sheet. Now on the instruction sheet, one of the things that is there is going to be a list of suspects, a list of books that have been possibly been taken and a list of ways that the book was stolen. So every single one of those scratchers is going to reveal what it was not. So every time you scratch something, you're going to reveal something new and you're going to cross it off of your list right there. And at the end of the summer, once you have read something from every single room in the house, you will know what book was taken, who took the book, and how they stole it from the mystery mansion. It is a mystery. It is a mystery. (laughs) Uh, So we are going to start off today by giving you a few recommendations of how we are going to be starting our summer reading this summer. Uh, We're going to be saying which maybe which room we're going to start in, which books we're thinking about uh, starting with, because this book chat would not be the Keep It Fictional book chat if we did not recommend some books. So we are going to start today with Virginia. So Virginia, do you know which room you're going to start in and which book you are going to start off
2: with today? I do. Of course, I'm going to head off right to the library first thing. I keep thinking when you're talking, describing it. If the mystery mansion has RFID tags, then no books will be stolen. Anyway, um, so I'm going to head off to the library. I am going to read a book in translation because I just got my hold for this new book. And it is called The Twilight Song by Nona Fernandez and translated from Spanish into English by Natasha Wimmer. Both the author and the translator, they are Chilean. And this story, and as you can tell from the title, the title is a reference to the infamous television series, but this book is not a science fiction, despite what I normally read. It's not science fiction, it's not speculative. It is actually a uh, horrifying, reality-based story set under the dictatorship of Pinochet in Chile. It's weird. We're talking about like, you know, drinks earlier, and you know, like somebody was mentioning how, you know, like you you read it, you do things based on your mood or based on what the weather is like. Well, I think in the past year, like no matter what, you know, like some people goes for the delightful, the fun. They want to read something light because the world is terrible. And I'm totally in the other camp. I need something like as dark as I can find. And I find myself reading a lot of really, really heavy books, um, really existential book, uh, Kafka-esque kind of books. And I kind of re- remember what I used to like to read way back in my university days. And and this is the kind of book. And so I'm really excited to to read this. This story is uh, about a, uh, we have an unnamed narrator and I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm about halfway through this, but it's got an unnamed narrator and she is obsessed with a man, a man that she saw on a magazine cover when she was young. Underneath the photo of this man was a headline of the feature story. In quotes, it said, I torture people. This is the story of the man who tortured people. The man walked to the headquarters of the magazine one day and made a confession to the reporter that happened to be there that day. He talked about all the people that he has helped disappeared under the order of the government. He listed out the names. He talked about when these people were taken, where they were taken to, and what happened to them. After seeing this story, the narrator was haunted by all the details. And she just keep going back to the story as she grow older, as she become a documentary filmmaker. She keep coming back to the details. She keep coming back to those specifics, those names that were mentioned. And she went and visited the places where these torture used to take place. She went and go try to find out more about the families of these people that the man who tortured people has mentioned. And She is going to meet this man two more times in her life. The twilight zone in the story refers to that place where these people have disappeared too. And just like the TV show that sort of pulled away the curtain to try to let us see a glimpse of that other world that exists alongside our regular mundane life, the author is trying to show us to use her story to, so that we don't forget the horrible things that has happened, the terrifying, terrifying, absolutely terrifying things that are going on alongside her world. And it's giving us the chance to get a glimpse of that other world that we don't talk about that is hidden that or someone is trying to hide from us there's just something about like these i don't know these days it's just something about these these stories where you have this, this focus on these individuals living under an oppressed government living under in this case a dictatorship and just trying to figure out what the world is about. I don't know, these days I'm gravitating towards sort of these stories. It's been like mesmerizing despite how horrifying and terrifying it is. Last week, Fiona talked about how stories that are written by other authors that live in other parts of the world help us fill in that gap of the world history that we don't necessarily know as much about because it doesn't get covered during you know our school years. And it's so important to have this history being told without the filter of that Western kind of point of view. So I'm really looking forward to it. I actually got another book by another Chilean author. So I'm looking forward to reading all of these and learning more about the history and away from all of this that is happening right now. So it is, even though it's terrifying, anyway. It's The Twilight Zone by Nona Fernandez and translated by Natasha Wimmer.
1: Thank you so much, Virginia. I think it's interesting um, kind of what you said at the end that it kind of, even though it is terrifying, it it takes you out of, of the reality that we're living in. And it kind of takes us like, even though it's not that kind of happy book, it can still, it can still act as, as a a bit of a distraction from things that are going on in, in our real world. Um, So yeah, I I feel like it's also
2: very timely because it's talking about the kind of things that we pretend we don't see. Right. Like that we that we go along, you know, and we pretend that we don't see these scary things are happening. We're like, "Mm, no, I I don't see it. You know, and then that those kind of blinders that we put on is just. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, next, we're going to go to Now, Karina, are you also starting in the library or have you chosen a different room of the house to start in?
3: (laughs) No, of course I'm starting in the library. (laughs) Of course. I looked at the game board. I'm like, no, there's no other place I need to be. I need to start in the library. And weirdly enough, I'm going hand in hand with Virginia and actually starting with a book in translation. So I've read a little bit about this book and I'm very, very excited to read it. It's a little bit of a memoir, a little bit of a travel book, a little kind of like anthropological study and written in a very beautiful way. So the book that I'm going to start with, my book in translation in the library for the Summer Reading Club is Winter Pasture, One Woman's Journey with China's Kazakh Herders by Li Zhuang. And I am absolutely fascinated by this book. I saw an interview with the author talking about her process and I think she just has such an interesting point of view. So her and her mother run a tiny convenience store in uh, near the Altai Mountains, which is in northwestern China. And after kind of observing and being a part of the community, although she is very much an outsider, she decides to abandon the convenience store life. And follow a family of Kazakh herders as they take their 30 camels, 500 sheep, 100 cattle, and various horses from their kind of uh, summer home down into where they spend the winter by the Olger River and between the Heavenly Mountains. So this is a travel journey as she travels with this family who are still still doing their traditional way of life that hasn't changed in a really long time. Um, She's observing it as an outsider and kind of getting to see the scenery and her country in a way that she never has before. Um, She kind of falls in with a family, uh, Kuma, the father who is a often drunk, but very responsible father, Um, his teenage daughter, who kind of is carrying the entire weight of the world on her shoulder, and his wife, who is a very welcoming presence to her. It's a very interesting story about a culture that I don't know a lot about. And what I really appreciate in the interviews is that the author is very aware that she is an outsider in a culture that is often getting stress from the larger culture to conform to a certain way of life. So a lot of these people are are struggling to continue their traditional way of life when there is the pressure from the government, pressure from the larger culture to kind of give up their traditional ways and become more modern. So the writing promises to be beautiful. It was a bestseller in China. It has been translated into English. And I'm, I'm looking forward to taking the journey with this author. So that is Winter Pasture.
1: Wonderful, Karine. Thank you so much. It does. It sounds, uh, yeah, definitely not a kind of a culture that I am familiar with as well. So I'm, yeah, I'd be very curious to kind of enter into that, into that world for just a little bit and kind of see, see what it's like. And the cold weather, which it will be very, very refreshing. Yes. It's my favorite. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Kareen. Next, we are going to go to Liz. Now, Liz, have you also started in the library? for your first book choice?
4: No, actually. Okay. A, different <laughs> different room. a room where I spend a lot of time as well in my real life, I guess. Um, and this would be in the living room. Now I have decided uh, for my first book, book of the SRC to read a memoir. And it's a book that um, was on my short list to feature for our most anticipated books of the summer. But there are just there's just so many great books coming out. So I really wanted to highlight this one at some point. And this one is called Punch Me Up to the Gods, a memoir by Brian Broom. This has gotten um, a lot of great critical buzz. The story is also one that's very timely, and, but also, you know, a, a story that we, we shouldn't forget. And we should, you know, take these words to heart because I feel like the struggle that the author faces and documents is a struggle that a lot of um, young people today still face. Brian Broom's story takes place in Ohio um, in the late 1970s and early 80s. And that's where where and when he was growing up. It's a story of coming of age. um, And he is not only a black man with dark skin, but he is also gay. And see, he talks about how all of these factors, about who he is, combined with an abusive upbringing, both at home and uh, at school, not only by the school children, his peers, but also by the teachers. That, that's led to a life where he has struggled with shame, with substance abuse, um, and also seeking acceptance. So on so many different levels, uh, he's he's been marginalized. The way he looks, his race, his sexuality, and all of these things have come together in his life to kind of shape who he is and who he's become. In, in the book, uh, he quote unquote said that growing up, he, it was demonstrated to him what being a man was to the exclusion of all other things. So growing up in this, in this um, world of toxic masculinity, as well as all these other factors, uh, certainly did have an impact uh, on his life. One really neat aspect of the book um, that I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out is that in the book, there's a poem called We Real Cool by Gwendolyn Brooks. And each of the chapters within this memoir takes a stanza from the poem. And my understanding is that he takes the stories of his life and and the things he wants to say, and they all tie in somehow with each of these stanzas, which which I think will be pretty amazing, um, especially with all of the great buzz uh, that I have read about it. And normally I shy away from books that get great buzz, a lot of buzz, however, reading everything that I have about this, I just feel like it's so heartfelt, but just really important to bring to the forefront the struggle that other people face, that maybe, you know, even though I'm not in that position, you know, maybe there's something I can learn and grow from, by reading this book. So I'm really looking forward to Punch Me Up to the Gods, and that's by Brian Broom.
1: Thank you so much, Liz. I am, as people know, I'm not a huge memoir reader, but that one sounds really, really interesting. So I might, uh, you'll have to let me know how it, how it turns out and what you think of it. All right. Well, we have already heard from three of our wonderful librarians. We visited a couple of rooms in the mystery mansion, but now we're going to look at our game boards and I'm going to ask our librarians, which of these categories, taking a look at all of the rooms in the mystery mansion, are there any that kind of stand out as something that you're really looking forward to reading something from? And then the opposite of that, is there anything that is standing out as something that you're maybe not quite as much looking forward to might struggle just a little bit to find something to uh to fit that uh, that category um I I will go first actually there's one um in the laboratory one that I know that I will definitely struggle with is the learn to make something or make something from a DIY or a how-to book so I am I am not a big crafter. I am not big maker of any of any form. Um, so I mean, maybe this will open it up for me to try something, to give it a try and see. I, I would kind of cheat and do a, a recipe, but then I know that there's also a category about making a recipe. So I don't know if I can really make those two crossover. Um, so I think for me, that is definitely the, the one that I am most concerned about, but might also be the one that I learn the most from. And who knows, maybe I will learn to make something that will change my life and change the summer for me you never know. You never know. Um, I think that the one that I am looking forward to uh, the most is actually to read a book that has a diamond heart club or spade on the cover. There is one, I think it is called Ace of Spades. It is a YA book that has been on my list for for a little while. So I think that I will delve into, into that book when I reach the games room category. So what about everyone else? Does anything else kind of jump out?
2: Read a book outside. I'm not doing that. (laughs) I'm telling you now. I refuse to do that. So I'm never going to be... That's why you have three prompts, right? So you just have to pick one or two, but not reading a book outside. It's neck to neck with listen to an audiobook while cooking. That's also something that's not happening. I can't focus. I can... My brain can only do one thing at a time. So... What, what if you were cooking?
1: listening to an audiobook of a cookbook? Do those exist? So then oh. it's like reading out the recipe. These might not exist. This might not be a thing.
2: But also then I'll <laughs> be like... Like, pause, wait, wait, I'm not done yet. Still chopping these carrots. No, yeah. It's so, like if you're trying to follow a cooking show and
1: they're <laughs> they yeah, moving through the steps way too fast. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So not happening. So those two definitely are uh not going to happen. Do
1: you have one that you're really looking forward to, Richard? Um
2: I think probably read a debut novel because debut novels are always fun because you don't know the author yet, right? So it's always Mm. interesting to discover new, possibly favorite author. So I think that would be a good one. Is anything else jumping out, Kareem? Yes. Sports.
1: Sports. I'm gonna struggle. Sports, 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 sports manga. Sports
2: manga. Oh snap that's right
3: okay well then never mind that's gonna be super easy I'll just pick up a sports manga but if I have to read that actual book about sports I don't think I can do it.
2: But it also
0: says or some kind of competition and we do know that you love food competitions.
3: I do like watching them. I don't know, like reading about competitions or people like under a supreme amount of stress, which is also why I'm not looking forward to an adventure and or survival story. Yeah, those are those are going to be a real, real struggle. And then the ones that are easy, the library is the easiest place to be. Always uh, a book about books, bookstores or the library. Done, <laughs> done.
1: You're so, just spend the whole summer in the library. It's where everyone can spend their summer. We will all be happy. What about you, Liz? Is there any that are jumping out at you?
4: Um, oddly enough, I'm not sure if I'll get around to something that is relaxing and delightful because what is that now anyways? I don't want to stress too much about, does this fit the category? So maybe a hard pass um, and also reading a story that is set in the workplace,
2: because mm.
4: why, um, you know? You
2: did a very nice <laughs> box. You read a very nice box, so you can read those.
4: Yes, that one was that one was kind of cool actually, because the office was like modeled after IKEA,
1: um, so it was kind of neat. If you can find something similar to that, then it might not be too bad. <laughs> and Fiona, what about you? Well,
0: the two that I'm looking the most forward to are the ones that you said that you're not, and Virginia said that she's not. So. Um, yeah, I think like on my weekend, mostly I like make things and listen to audiobooks. Uh, and I hate cooking and and audiobooks kind of like makes that a little bit better. So I will definitely be reading or listening to an audiobook and cooking, and I'm really excited to pull out some like maybe, I don't know, some quilting books on the weekend and make something. And I'm a little bit worried about the garden. Uh, read a book outside. I like being outside (laughs) like Virginia, but I find the, like, uh, the glare from the sun on the page is just really hard. (laughs) Um, And then there's read a book with a floral cover. And that's just like, I don't know. I want to like just poke around the library looking for a floral cover and yeah, read an adventure and survival story. Not so much my, my jam, but, I would be more likely to use those for the other one of experimenting
1: with with a new genre, I think. Oh, there we go. There we go. Maybe you'll really get into the genre when you experiment by trying Mm -hmm. it, and then you can read another one that will cover that category.
0: That's a good plan.
1: (laughs) 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 You never know what will happen with your summer reading. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for sharing. Is there any of the categories... Uh, for anyone who's watching or listening that you are very, very excited about when you look at your game board. Is there any room that you think you're going to start with because you just have to read something that falls into that category? Let us know. All right. Well, next, we are going to go to Fiona. And Fiona, what have you chosen for your first room and for your first book? So I'm going to be starting in the bedroom
0: where my skills lie and I'm talking about sleeping. (laughs) I'm talking 100% about sleeping. Sleeping is something that I'm good at. <laughs> okay, gonna uh, be tough to recover from that one. Um, so, I actually got a jump start. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm just looking at everyone's face. I'm gonna look away from everyone's face. Do, do,
1: do you need so a lot? minute? Do you need <laughs> do you need to do you mean do we need a minute? <laughs> do we need do we a minute? <laughs> <to?
2: sighs>
0: all right. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, so uh, I got a jump start on the Summer Reading Club. The first challenge I am doing is read a book for 15 minutes at bedtime every day this week. I'm I'm really, really proud of myself because I've, I've been in a bit of a reading slope. And then I've been doing this and it's like helped a whole lot. I'm back in a good rhythm of reading. Um, so I recommend starting there. The book I have been reading before bed is... Facing the Sun by Janice Lynn Mather. And I'm actually almost finished. 15 minutes go a long way. And this is a YA title set in Jamaica, in Nassau. When I think of Nassau, I usually think of like the pirate capital. So this is actually contemporary. And it was neat because like, like, oh, I know lots about Nassau, but not necessarily. So this book is... Following four different young women who are growing up in Jamaica. There is Kiki, Faith, Eve, and Daya. And actually, that was one of the hardest things um, in the beginning was to remember which character was which. But now that I'm into it, they all have such unique voices, um, and the author has done a fantastic job. Yeah, just giving them their own voices and and writing for them in that specific way. And actually, uh, she is, I think, currently living in Vancouver, initially from Jamaica. So two of these, like each of these girls are kind of best friends with another girl in the group. And um, But living in such a small place where they don't, people don't come and go a lot. They have all grown up together and know each other really well. And one day they're on the beach with Kiki's brother Toons when um, a man comes up and kicks them off the beach, says, this is private property, uh, you're not allowed to be here. Toons throws a conch shell at this guy and they all run off uh, trying not to get caught. And this is a beach where they have all grown up. It has been a staple for all of them in their childhoods and now in their teens, it's where they come and hang out. Well, as it turns out, there's gonna be development in the community. They're building a hotel on that beach and the community has never owned it, so they no longer are allowed to go there. And it's especially complicated for Eve, whose uh, father's church is on that land. They have uh, temporarily, they're allowed to go walk through the land to get to the church, uh, but that's gonna be ending soon. The congregation is gonna need to move. And this church where, which really holds some special memories of her mom, who used it as a dance studio and is now suffering from dementia. So this is really complicated for Eve. Eve's best friend is Faith. Faith is an amazing dancer. She attracts a lot of attention because of how beautiful she is and how eloquently she moves. And she attracts the attention of Toons, Kiki's brother, who happens to be in a relationship with Paulette. Well, as it happens, Faith also has feelings for Toons. And soon they are in a complicated relationship that threatens Faith's relationship with a lot of other people in the community. And I realized that I actually got, I think I've got this wrong. Faith's mom is suffering from dementia and Eve's father is the preacher. And Eve is the one who has to look after all of her siblings all of the time. And her parents just expect so much from her as the older child. Um, And then there's Kiki, whose mother is Angel and brother is Toons. And they are important members in the community because they provide support for people who have nowhere else to go. They give up give out menstrual products and condoms. So this is a really important uh, thing that people respect and appreciate and that other members of the community, like Daya's mom, really don't approve of. Well, Daya happens to be Kiki's best friend. Daya's mom is very overbearing and doesn't want her to see Kiki or be around Kiki's mom ever. And Daya's mom becomes increasingly overprotective And Daya just wants to get out. She sees this summer camp that is somewhere else on the island and realized she could spend the whole summer away from her mom. She just needs to get in with, um, because it's an art camp. So she needs something to show them that she is worthy of going to this art camp. So... There's quite a lot going on there with four characters. And like I said, it took me like the first little bit to get into it and figure out who was who. But once I did, I am really invested in all of these characters and they have a lot of challenges. Uh, it's not a light breezy book um, at all. Um, their lives are tough, but they're all very resilient. And I really like the way the community is set up and the way people have Um, each other to rely on and just talking about those different relationships and how complicated it can be to be in a small place. So yeah, beautifully written, definitely character-driven, neat to learn about a new place. And even though it's not light, it does take place in a beautiful beachy location. So a very good summer read. And it has flowers on the cover. (laughs) I didn't even notice. <laughs> I was going to point that out to you, Fiona. I was going to say there's flowers. I'm going to have to rethink this. I think this is maybe going to be my garden category. I'm starting in the garden and I will develop those skills.
1: <laughs> All right, Sadie, I can't wait to hear what
0: you are doing.
1: Thank you so much, Fiona. And thank you for sharing that book. Um, that definitely sounds like, yeah, a very character driven and kind of, uh, brings you similar to the book, Corinne, that you were talking about. It kind of brings you into that community and brings you into that uh, that part of the world, which, uh, which I think it would be very interesting to read about and wonderful. So thank you so much, Fiona. All right. So for mine, I have chosen to start in the kitchen. And I'm actually going to be starting with a book um, that Virginia mentioned a couple weeks ago um, during one of our Asian Heritage Month episodes, and I know that she said that it was not actually her favorite, but I am very excited uh, to read this book. It is a cozy mystery. It is the first book, I believe, of a new series. It is by Mia P. Manansala, and it is called Arsenic and Adobo. So I'm going to be starting with a book that features food. Um, I spend a lot of time in the kitchen. I like to cook and like to eat, and so it is the perfect place uh, to spend time when you are a person who enjoys cooking and eating. Uh, so, reading a book about food, I know that Virginia said um, one thing that she did enjoy about it was that there was all of these descriptions of all of these delicious, delicious food. So, I'm very excited about that. Uh, so, this book it follows Lila or Lila Macapagal, and um, she has been recovering from quite a bad breakup. And in the aftermath of that, she moves home. And it kind of says that she she starts to live out all of the the romantic tropes that one might expect from a romantic comedy. So she is tasked with saving her Tita's restaurant. She um, has to deal with a bunch of matchmaking aunties who are trying constantly trying to set her up with somebody. And then just when she's kind of getting settled in, she comes face to face with her ex boyfriend and her ex-boyfriend is a food critic and he gives a scathing terrible review of her aunt's restaurant. Now, this would kind of follow the the classic romantic comedy tropes you would expect for them to um maybe kind of have it at it for a little while but then eventually they would realize that they do in fact love each other, they get back together, everybody lives happily ever after. Not quite. So shortly after Leela and her ex-boyfriend have a huge argument, her ex-boyfriend is found dead. Leela is seen as the only suspect, and all of the police investigation starts to focus on her. Now, because of this, she decides that she needs to figure out who actually did this. She has to figure out how she can clear her name and how um, who actually performed this murder. So she sets off trying to find who did it. She has a group of her aunties who are very helpful, but also a little bit meddlesome to try and figure out exactly what happened and who murdered her ex-boyfriend. So I'm very, very excited about this book. Um, I don't read a ton of cozy mysteries, or I I have yet to read a ton of cozy mysteries, so I'm excited to kind of get into that genre. I do think that it is a genre that, that I would enjoy. I really like the mystery aspect of it, but... I am a wimp and I do not do well with super intense uh, mysteries. So I think cozy mysteries are definitely the way for me to go. So I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about the food aspect of it. Uh, So I look forward to kind of seeing all of the different recipes and all of the different descriptions of food that they talk about. Oh, and there's also a little dog. I forgot to mention that she does have a dog that helps her along the way as well. If you are a lover of dogs, a lover of animals, this might also be the book for you. If you are a lover of food, this might be the book for you. If you are a lover of murder, this might be the book for you. Um, I feel like there are a lot of things in this book that could draw you in. Uh, So if you are looking for something a little bit on the lighter side, but still mystery, uh, you can check out Arsenic and Adobo by Mia P. Manansala. Well, I think... That that brings us to the end of our book chat for today. Uh, thank you so much. It is sad. It is. It is. Uh, but we have a lot of reading to get done. We have a lot of reading to do. So if you would like to participate one more time in the Summer Reading Club for teens and for adults, you can stop by the library and pick up your game board. You can also find more information about the Summer Reading Club as well as download your own game board from our website at portmoodylibrary.ca src. So I am very excited to start my summer reading. I hope that the rest of you are also very excited to start your summer reading. I will just let everybody know as well um, that we do also have our kids summer reading club. So if you do have little ones who want to participate, um, you can sign up for that by coming into the library and stopping by the information desk. Um, and that summer reading club uh, will be continuing starting um, as of June 1st, so as of yesterday yesterday and going on all summer as well, and you get a chance to get a fancy gold medal. One of the best parts of the summer and the cool stickers, and the cool stickers. <laughs> so lots of opportunities for people of all ages to participate in summer reading. Uh, we also have a lot of programs that are going alongside our summer reading clubs this summer. So take a look at our website and our programs and event calendar for a listing of all of those.
3: Ooh, uh, make sure to post all of your books and reviews Ooh. in the uh, POMO book lovers facebook group we want to see what you are reading in each category what you thought of it which categories are easy which categories are hard and it's a wonderful community of book lovers so make sure to join that if you're participating in the summer reading club or if you just want some of the great book recommendations
1: thank you green anyone else have any final thoughts final motivation for people
3: it's about all right Quality, not quantity. So don't Uh, worry if you don't get all the way around the board. Don't, no stress. It's just kind of like a fun summer thing to to challenge you to kind of maybe like read outside of your comfort zone or or try something new. So don't worry about the destination. The journey is important. Hmm. I like it. Very profound.
0: It's just that if you don't solve it, then there will be, you know, a book stealer on the loose and, and then all your books will start going and seeing it. Yeah. So as long as you're fine with that.
1: no pressure no pressure pressure. and on that note we will say goodbye for today so again don't forget to pick up your adult and teen summer reading club board from the library or find it on the website at portmoodylibrary.ca slash src have a wonderful day thank you everyone for joining us and we will see you again soon thank you for listening if you like our show please tell a fellow book lover about it You can find a list of all the books we discussed in our show notes. Join us next week for another fun book chat. Until then, keep it fictional!